Hi there. This week it's episode two with Anil and Matt of Black and Blonde. If you listened last week and if you saw the trailer over on Instagram, you'll know that these guys are pretty funny. In this second episode, they're talking about why they decided to launch Black and Blonde as a slow hair space. I think right now, obviously, we're in the we're in the first week of lockdown here in the UK, and I think slow movements are definitely going to become a thing. Unfortunately, the guys announced that they would finally close the salon this week. I think they kept on sort of going until the government said, you know, that's it. So unfortunately, Black and Blonde has closed, but they're still very active on social media. So if you want to follow them, it's at B-L-A-C-C and Blonde, B-L-P-L-O-N-D. And then it's 2.0 at the end of it. So look them up. The first episode that we did was actually the most listened to episode ever on the first day of it being launched. And I have to thank the guys for that because they have really pushed this one out there. I think just check out the trailer because Matt's laugh alone, I think, is just worth a listen. Like I said, in this, the second episode, they're talking about why they created a slow hair space, how the name Black and Blonde came about. And if anyone's a regular listener, you'll know that I always ask guests, when do they feel feel their most beautiful? And all the guests until these guys have all been women. And when I met these guys, I was like, well, should, you know, beforehand, I said, should I ask you guys that question? Is that an issue? Is that weird? Do you prefer handsome? And they were like, no, like, let's just go with it. So they both give their take on feeling beautiful, whether it's a feminine thing. And I hope you enjoy it. My name's Sharice Kenyon and this is the Beauty Me podcast. I've been a hair and beauty journalist for about 15 years and I thought it was about time I created my own platform so I could talk all about beauty without the BS. While there's plenty of room for product recommendations, I'm also all about the daily routines, traditions and lifestyle path that make us all approach beauty differently. Before we get into what the space is about, Anil, I just wanted to go back because when we were setting up earlier, you'd mentioned about... Um, your dad the whole grooming side of things yeah I find it again I'm really kind of nosy about how people grow up so how did you said that your dad was into face wash yeah it's just it was a bit of a mad one really like I said growing up like um, you know my dad's the son of son of immigrants you know what I mean so growing up in the 90s and stuff it's just um, I, I didn't think any of my other like Asian mates were had that kind of influence but mm. my my dad was just like I don't know, like, it was just a very prominent thing for me, mm. like, growing up. Like, my dad's, you know, he wasn't too out there, but he just always just, like, had face washes and products and stuff, and I don't think I took much from my dad mm. growing up, but that was just one thing that always stuck out, and um, I think subconsciously the whole, like, grooming and products was just built into me from that just seeing mm. my dad have products and I'd so he had a, like a whole array he had a stuff. shelf yeah you just have like shelves and like obviously when I'm in the bathroom and I'm just like mm. reading it I'm just like oh that's a bit mad still like and then that was obviously when I was younger and then as I grew older that was me as well you know mm. you take things from your parents and stuff and like I said didn't take much from my dad but mm. um that was just one thing and yeah it just it just stuck like I was always the person at school, um, only guy that was just into that. 
I prominently remember at school, uh, there was just this girl that everyone fancied. <laughs> she was just like the girl. And you know, at Christmas when everyone gets the presents and yeah. stuff, like she gave, she gave like all the lads like just Lynx deodorant spray. Is it? How many? <laughs> she got, she gave them that, but I was the only person that got like the Lynx hair products and like that's, oh, that's okay. what made me like special and stuff. And like, it, <laughs> didn't you get presents at school? No. Yeah, like I was like the I was just known for like mm. into hair stuff and um, even like at primary school when you had like crazy hair day, mm. um, like my mum was quite artist. I think I took that from her, the artistic creative side stuff. And like she went to town on my hair, like I had that mad Mohican, it was perfect. And I ended up winning like crazy hair day oh. as well. And I never won anything in my life, so I think all these little looking back at it now, it's quite mad because mm. all these things have just like implanted into yeah. like you know my mind um create these like positive mm. moments for me uh, but yeah i was just i was just i was just that guy like on in secondary school um you know when all the lads would meet up on saturday go get the bikes go to the park play football <laughs> and stuff before i met up I oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> on the computer you get your A's at home. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so before I'd do all that, I'd, just, I'd go into town, I'd go to Boots or Savers and get my next product for the week and stuff. And like, I never felt feminine. I never felt mm. like I wasn't a lad or nothing. It was just my thing. I was just really into it and stuff. But yeah, it's weird when you look back at it all and you just look at moments like that. Mm. Where, like, even now to this day, like, I'll go to my dad's place and I'll see what products he's got on the shelf. And <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, I got that from him. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it was just something really like ingrained in my yeah. impressions in my life from like a really early age and it's stuck till now. And um, I guess that's why I'm in a place to not be an expert, but mm. give advice to the people that come in yeah. here. They really trust my advice yeah. and stuff, but it's not something I've hopped on it because it's a trend yeah. or whatever. It's like trend, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a deep rooted thing yeah. in me to be into that, so. So you know you mentioned just then like it it wasn't about being feminine it's like I think I mentioned to you when we were discussing you guys being on the podcast a regular question that I ask like you're the first men that I've ever had on the podcast and I always ask the women at the end like when do you feel the most beautiful and I actually interviewed someone yesterday and I was like I'm going to interview these guys tomorrow do you think saying beautiful is going to weird them out? Do you think you should say handsome instead? Like, because she has a young son, so he's beautiful to her. Mm. And we were talking about how beauty is everywhere, like plants, nature, whatever. But I just want, like, where do you, where does beauty, the word beautiful fit in for guys? Is it a, a thing that guys can feel or is it more of a grooming, just feeling good in your skin? Don't know. You, Matt, no. Matt, Matt, okay. Matt thinks he's beautiful anyway, so I'll let, I'll let him. <laughs> Good for I was going to say, I feel beautiful all the time. <laughs> but what does that feel like for you then? What is it? I, uh, I suppose... I suppose the confidence, right. I think, uh, and good-natured, uh, good soul. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think beauty is... Well, the saying that beauty is in the... Eye of, like, the eye of the beholder yeah, yeah. you know um, 
just looking around at the example, I can think is everyone always says how beautiful our walls are. Mm. And, you know, it's mm. raw plaster. Mm. You know, beauty is an idea. It's, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, but, yeah, beautiful men, handsome men. Yeah. You know, David Beckham, very beautiful very guy. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I think that when I first came in here as well, it's, I think, is this like, you see even the space as like gender less or gender yeah. neutral. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like everyone can feel comfortable in here yeah. and everyone's coming in to get something that makes them feel and look their best. Yeah. But do you think, as young men, do you think things have changed? Like it's really cool that you're that cool with saying that, but is it down to the things that you discovered about yourself being into meditation or do you think... Do you think there are younger guys out there kind of struggling with like how they look, how they feel, gender? Mm, I think, I personally think maybe it comes more with age, you know, and when you are at school, you know, spotty and, you know, like we've, like we've said, you, you said the, the pretty girl, uh, the hottest girl in, in <laughs> school, you know, you probably could see her now and be like, I will, you know, I've progressed more than she's progressed, you know, and I think especially, especially in, in school that, you know, it is true, girls do grow up a lot quicker than guys Mm. do, Mm. you know, they always say that guys, you know, it takes till you're 21 before you really become a man, whereas Mm. you look at girls of a younger generation, I've got a friend who's, I've got a friend who's got a 15 year old daughter, you know, Mm. she's, She's 15 going on 25. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 15-year-old boys these days, they're still 15-year-old boys. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's the big thing. I mm. think it does take, take guys a lot longer to mature. But I think that's good because I feel like when you are female, there's pressure yeah, yeah. to start doing more with what you've got, make the most of what you've yeah. got because you're trying to attract someone yeah. to end up yeah. being married and have a family. Yeah, yeah. I think the pressure for a 15, I remember the pressure for a 15 year old boy was being good at football, being good at, being good at FIFA, you know, being being good at PlayStation games. That was what made you, made you cool and confident. Mm. If you were good at football, everyone liked you. Didn't matter what you looked like. Right. You know, didn't matter how you, I I, I don't know, I was going to say didn't matter how you dress, but I remember it was about... 15 that I was flicking through my mum's catalogue books and starting to wear name I, I always yeah. remember I you know being 15 I always remember I loved Ben Sherman you know <laughs> it was cool when yeah. I was 15 yeah I would never wear Ben Sherman but back then it's maturity and being cool yeah yeah I think it's tough being teenagers now mm. Because oh. you're more surrounded. You were looking in the catalogue, but now it's like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everywhere. For me, it was a catalogue. It was... Yeah. I can't even remember what they, what they were called. But, yeah, the catalogue books that mm. my mum used to use. <laughs> it's different. You mentioned about this being a slow hair space. And you yeah. hear about slow food, slow fashion, because yeah. obviously fast fashion isn't doing us, the planet, any favours. But how does it fit into the notion of hair? Because a lot of people are in that, need to get my hair, need to get yeah. blow dry. I think it just comes down to, um, it's a relationship with, with your, yeah. yeah. So, um, I know it sounds really cheesy, but 
you know, good thing to take time, yeah. you know, and we really ingrain that into our service here where we want to take the time to get to know you. You know, we call the first foundation, uh, haircut the foundation, which mm. is, you know, we really get to know how you work, your daily lifestyle, your routines mm -hmm. and, and all this stuff. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a journey. Like, we call it the foundation. Initially, I actually wanted to call it the first date. <laughs> because the first time you go it to a, is, it's like a you know date. after the first date if you want to see that person again exactly hair, exactly you know how you feel. if that person makes you feel good you're booking in but if there's even a slight mistrust or yeah. lack of attention that you don't like you're not going to go back so it comes down to it comes down to love and relationships um you know it's when we see what your head shape's like or your hair texture's like that's like seeing what are your career ambitions? What's mm. your, you know, do you want to have kids? Like, that's what it is. And it's just building that foundation, that mm. trust. And that's only going to come with taking time. Yeah. So the whole slow hair thing is we take an hour. Like, men deserve an hour. Like, this is what I was saying about previous places. I wasn't getting on there because they were saying, like, take 20 minutes. And that's, so you're never going to, yeah, hour. you're not going to build that. Mm. Um, like I said, with that kind of first date mentality, there's times where people will come in and say, um, I'd want this. And we have to say to them, like, okay, it might take two or three mm, trips. Yeah. yeah. But that's like basically saying, you're not going to fuck on the first date. You, you, might, <laughs> yeah. get, you might get something today, yeah, yeah. but we're working towards that. We might get on there on the third yeah. one. That's essentially what we're saying. Right. So it's just down, yeah, so it's down to like... You're in it for the long haul. Exactly. And you can have a cheap thrill somewhere else. Yeah. But here you're going to build a long-lasting, loving yeah. relationship. Right. So that's where, it, that's where it fits in. And just, I think our generation are really prominent now with our voices being you know kind of 90s kids and stuff it's kind of our time and i just think um you look on a wider level of society it's like we've grown up in a world where things are done like cheaply and quickly you know the wrong way and look it's mm. all crumbled now you look mm. at the world around us now it's crumbled because of that mentality you know so i think we just you know matt says with the whole kind of he lives slow living in the morning with yoga, meditation, mm. green tea and stuff. Um, it's just a way of life. It's a lifestyle, really. Um, we're just trying to, you know, penetrate that market with mm. hair. Mm. And, yeah, it works. Like, because and do clients love it? Or have you ever had clients that are trying to rush you because they're so used to that rush? Or are people just picking you purely because it's something different? Um, I think... As soon as you come in here, you're at a place of chilled. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, I think the way I've, I've always stuck to taking time. So you've never not had that with me. Right. Um, so my clients are always used to it. Mm -hmm. um, and they obviously love it. I think with Matt, um, not to badmouth his last place, but it was a quicker thing. And I think you've had a few clients, haven't you, that have come over here. Oh, and right. said, it to be. I think guys are. It takes it takes a lot for a guy to break a habit, right? And I've had a few people come over and then not return. And I've messaged them, been like, "Is everything okay?" And they say, "I can't have an hour." 
And, you know, we're, we're flexible. I've says, well, I don't need to take an hour. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's the whole concept is, is time. We want to yeah. take time. But yeah. if you haven't got the time, we still don't want to lose them as yeah. a client. Yeah, yeah. But I think, it, I think now I do take an hour on a gent's haircut. It is hard to perfect one right. in yeah. 20 minutes, half an hour. They're yeah. not getting my best work. Yeah. So... Well, what, what's it been like with the um, guys you did quick and now what's it like now when you do take time? Yeah, obviously, like, the haircuts are, are a lot better. Mm. You know, I can take more time and, you know, it's more enjoyable for me. Mm. You know, don't feel any, any rushness. Or, you know, like, back in my old place where I did do appointments... I'd be stressing if I was running 10 minutes behind. Right. I think the other day... So you're not even on... Your mind's yeah, not even on the No, yeah. whereas I think yesterday, I think eventually I was running about 25 minutes behind and I didn't bother me, mm, you mm, know. Mm. The next person can wait and they'll get the exact amount of time that the exactly. person in my chair yeah, is getting. Yeah, You know. I think it's interesting when you said, Anil, about men deserve that time as well because <clears> I think... In the barber community, I know there's the Lions Collective, which is trying to educate barbers to kind of like look out for signs of clients being like yeah. having mental health issues, feeling yeah. down. And that extra time is just a time where that person can just, if they want to vent a little bit, or even if they just literally want to relax <clears> their <throat> body, like I'm here for an 100%. hour, let me just enjoy it. I think guys do deserve it as well. We do, we do. And, um, I don't. I, I never really see myself as a barber. Most mm. of my clients still see me as a therapist or something yeah. like that. And I, I take that responsibility. Like I prefer people to see me as like in, when I'm cutting hair. I'm in autopilot. I'm not even mm. Mm. thinking about the hair. Sometimes, yeah, if, yeah, I'm, if yeah. obviously if I know my client well, it's it's somewhere to vent. And obviously with the you know the rise of like men's mental health awareness and stuff, like it's it's all it's all well and good. But I've just been doing that from mm. from the you know, since I started cutting hair, like that's the most important part for me. Yeah. Getting to know people and just having that relationship. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm really good at cutting hair and stuff, mm. but for me, it's it goes way beyond that, and that's what I've always tried to uh, portray with black and blonde. That it's we're amazing at hair, but it's just it's it's more than hair as well. Right. You know, um, we've like I said, with what I created there, we're kind of bringing that over here now. So. We've got music events and stuff going on now. Just want to bring people together. Yeah. So, you know, it's just black and blonde for me is just like building a home and voice for people that, you know, enjoy quality things, enjoy taking time and want to build relationships. And yeah, it's just, it all ties in together, really. Mm. All ties and what's in. the name about? Uh, black and blonde, it's, it, it came from an idea of a magazine initially. So when I was working in a previous space, I wanted to um, create a magazine. And okay. it was either going to be called Black Mag or Blonde Mag. And Black was going to be uh, Birmingham lifestyle and creative culture. Okay. So it was either going to be based around Birmingham, yeah. like the rise of the creative scene in Birmingham, mm -hmm. or it was going to be called Blonde Mag, which was barbering lifestyle on demand. Okay. On demand. Um, and then I left that space, and then this is when I wanted to create my own mm. uh, brand. Yeah. I was like, should I call my shop black or should I call it blonde? Mm. And then it just all come together. I was like, why don't I call it both? 
because my whole thing is about balance and that's what black and blonde is it's yin and yang yeah. just through like hair language okay um and yeah just bringing people together and just understanding like balance and my whole life to be honest with you again it's not something that i've hopped on as a trend or something it's just something i understand mm. like my whole life i've just understood the middle ground like the middle ground perspective okay um middle child um just kind of moving up and down from birmingham london i feel like i understand and i'm bringing I'm in the that <laughs> that perspective of um birmingham london mm. just even not being brown is the middle ground of being black and white mm. and you know just that probably might sound controversial to people but it's it's an interesting perspective because We've seen, I've seen things from like both yeah. sides on yeah. that as well. Even just like my height, like I'm not <laughs> a midget, but I'm not like tall. Like I've just, al I've just always understood. Yeah, I've just always understood like being in the middle. And yeah. again, from a previous generation's perspective, the middle ground is seen as weak. That's the thing. It's like even when you said middle child, I know there's like studies and statistics that middle children aren't always the happiest because they're like yeah. they they think they get you've overlooked got, you, between the baby. You've got and no the place. Firstborn. You've got no place, and um, I'm just really trying to put strength in that middle ground mm. mindset. Yeah. To like there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's strong. And yeah. You're at the core, if you think about it, the middle is the core. Literally. So, I think, like I said, as society's coming around now i think if you look at you know say like politics what we need now is balance yeah we it's need to so understand black and white but yeah slowly getting to see all the grays in between exactly you can think this and also that exactly and that's what i want to do i just want to bring the best of both that's okay. my thing and even just like as a male as well you know the whole um the saying of being a, a man that can do both yeah, yeah, and I'm just a man that can do both. Yeah, exactly. And it's like someday, look, I'm wearing a hoodie today, but like mm. when we went out last week, I was like, you know, dressed a bit smart and I was mm. oh, looking, looking good as well. Yeah. It's just, I just want to be able to bring balance to society. That's where Black and Blonde comes from. And, you know, in everything that we do, you know, like I said, we're a unisex space now, mm -hmm. bringing people together like this. Mm. We're the first um, male hair space that has now become a unisex yeah and that's because i want to bring people together yeah like why can't we be both yeah. why can't we be why can't you do everyone's hair? yeah i mean you've got other salons like you know toning guy that do unisex mm. but it's always been a woman's place yeah yeah other than that little two-year period when men had like fringes and <laughs> yeah. stuff the long hair the justin bieber like look yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there was always, like, people said it's unisex, but at the end of the day, there was mm. the glitzy... The guys would still go for... Yeah, there would be space. the lads' pads, the kind of uh, man cave barbershops, yeah, yeah, or yeah. there was the glitzy, glam, pretentious yeah. female space. And I've just wanted to just create something really neutral. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's just a place where, like I said, old or young, black or white, male or female, you know, conservative or labour, whatever yeah, your mindset yeah. is, this is something that you don't have to be extreme you yeah. know in society i always say extremism is the enemy yeah. on any side and yeah, yeah i just want to create a positive movement for um for society more than anything cool yeah like i said it goes it just like i said hair's my thing but it just goes way yeah. beyond that like it's this more than that. yeah it's way more than that so no you can see that in the space yeah so thank you both for talking to me no worries. I really appreciate it. I think this is going to be one of the best ones 
so far. I hope so. No, I'm really, really honoured. because you're the first guys, but yeah, <laughs> it's just a cool, it's cool to have a different viewpoint. Yeah. No, we really enjoy being on. Like I said, we were talking about it earlier. Um, it's kind of unknown territory for us, but just hope we can add a different perspective. And yeah, you definitely. We really enjoyed it. Really, really honoured to be uh, the first guys on. Oh, thank you. And, um, thank you. Yeah, no. Yeah. Let's do it more often. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like talking. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please do like, subscribe and review when you get the chance. It's so important for me to keep improving on this podcast. So I'd love a review. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast. And I'd love it if you could take a screenshot and tag me when you're listening so that I can see what you think. Thanks again for listening.